A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. (laughs) 
From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and I'm Ken Napsok here for another edition of Force Center, episode five of our fun little journey here, the main show on the Force Center podcast feed. Other shows on here include Spotlight, Star Wars, and the excellent Jedi Beat, our very own NPR-style show here, <laughs> uh, our NPR Star Wars. Um, joining me on this journey today, I have a full complement of personalities and voices and opinions. As always, uh, my uh, co-pilot. Pilot, uh, are you the Wookiee or you Han? I don't know. It's Joseph Scrimshaw. <laughs> I'll be Ray today. Oh, oh that's I'm in the cockpit. That's an option. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome, option. isn't it? It yeah. is an option, which is absolutely one of the, my favorite parts of Force Awakens. Is the end where Daisy Ridley does such a great job acting out the fact that she's like, I'm in the Falcon in character. Yeah. And I have a mission. I didn't and just steal realizes it. realizes how big the moment is. And yeah. I love that moment. That's how we're starting the show already. <laughs> uh, our, our, our third member of this triumvirate of Star Wars geeks uh, is the uh, always awesome, always impressive Jennifer Landa. Thanks for uh, putting aside your young Padawan. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is a wonderful little break to talk with adults about Star Wars. If you need us to <laughs> scream or burble or do anything that makes you feel like you're still close to your child at any point, I'm happy to do that for you. <laughs> Swaddle you. <laughs> um, and, of course, uh, I-, I mentioned up top, but Jennifer, your Jedi beat is excellent. We're so happy to have it here on this network, and uh, I, I can't wait to the next one. I, oh, thank you. I, I, I know, uh, like, your, your your timetable with the young Padawan is is letting you maybe do one episode every four to six weeks, yeah. but I want this weekly, so could we work on that? I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas. So um, see. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I've ta- I, I actually, I, I've listened to both your episodes three times each. Really? I, I just put them on at work. Really? And I'm like, oh, I just, because I, I just, feel, they're, they're warm and inviting, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. Really they're great and informative, but they're also just very pleasant to listen to. Yes. Thank you. Yes. What a compliment, guys. Yeah, wow. absolutely. So if you haven't heard uh, Jennifer's uh, show, Jedi Beat, on this very network, do us a favor and Check out The Jedi Beat with Jennifer Landa. Like I said, it's our NPR Star Wars-style show on the network here. Join us is another familiar voice in the Star Wars media world. Uh, he is, uh, well, can I call you like an official co-host of Far, Far Away now? Yeah, I mean, you that's, can. That's it now, right? I'm official. It's yes. Mark Riley, Hi. Yodi from Schmoes No, but more yep. importantly right now from Geek Nation, where yeah. you're doing great work over there on both the website and the podcasting side. Thank Tell you. us a little bit about what you're doing now with Far, Far Away. Uh, yeah, far, far away. I joined uh, John Roca and Tiffany Smith, and then Tiffany Smith promptly left, and I took over, <laughs> and we've been having a great time. So yeah, every uh, looks like we're doing it now every Monday. We moved it from Tuesday to Monday, okay. and we'll have a new episode up uh, next week. When, so. when do you record that on Mondays? On Monday. Yeah, we'll, we'll actually record on Monday around 11, and then yeah. it'll be up later that day. Yeah. yeah. I'm nice. free this week. If you're, Are you? Uh, yeah. yeah. We're not doing week. it this Monday because of the holiday. Yeah, but no, I have. Can I just about... show up in the parking lot and talk about Star Wars with the homeless guys no. around the corner? We're abs- yes, of course. They're they're, good. they're actually great guests. Um, all you need to do is give them a McDonald's hamburger, and they are in. So we're going to have you on. I would like to have all of you on, actually. Absolutely. Awesome. So um, The Star Wars media discussion world is a small world, which is why we like to reach across. And I mean, in a good way, right, Joseph? Yeah, yeah we reach across, across the lines. We're all in this together. There's a lot of Star Wars shows out there. I want to thank you all for helping us uh, by choosing us. I sound, I sound like I'm in the a news. Like your father would know this stuff, right, Jennifer? Like, <laughs> right, right. There's a lot of choices out there, yeah. but thank you for choosing Channel 5. <laughs> no, uh, Force Center, look, it, let's, it Force Awakens uh, gave us a boost, but some of our episodes, 
episodes, including Jedi Beat and on Joseph and I's for, uh, Force uh, Awakens Breakdown. I've done very great and uh, put us very high up on iTunes for a, a good period of time, and we're looking to capitalize on that in the new year. Uh, a lot of great things coming for this podcast feed, but uh, we want to thank the fans for that. You guys have done uh, – you're the reasons why. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. the fans, uh, the old fans certainly, and not in terms of age, but old fans of Star Wars. But yeah. just the power of Force Awakens. I have a ton of friends who didn't give a damn about Star Wars. Like I really? have opinions. Like I have this podcast you can listen to, <laughs> and I have some. Fr- I have a friend that I uh, used to do theater with back in Minneapolis. He's about fifty-two and just always was nice about it, but just like Joseph, I don't understand why everything you own is covered with your Obi-Wan Kenobis. I don't understand <laughs> what this is about. And he sent me on Facebook like, I'm going to see it again. I can't stop thinking about it. What has nice. happened? Yeah. Wow. And he's you know, he's a theater director and actor, so he's very much about like themes and ideas. So I sent Ooh, him the good. podcast and like, here, dive in. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are a lot of listeners out there who are you know, getting hooked into being in our weird bubble where we talk obsessively about everything Star Wars. Oh, yeah. It's Force, Force Awakens really did that. I mean, I have a friend from high school that he had to call me. Like, he's like, are you available to talk right now? And I said, yeah, call me. And he talked about, are we talking spoilers too? We can go, talk go, free, you know. If yeah. you haven't seen the movie by this point, I don't know why you're listening to a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm far, far away. It's like, you're, this is the wrong podcast. Um, yeah, he had to talk about Han's death. I mean, yeah. he just had to talk about it. It hit him so hard. He happened to be also very drunk, and it was very fun. <laughs> when Han died, or uh, well, I think always. Oh, but okay. I, no, but he yeah, he just he yeah. he was just thinking about. It. He's like, I gotta go see it again. So. Well, the Force Awakens has done some great things, and I was talking to Joseph driving in here. My, my cousin Michelle has uh, her two uh, young daughters, and her daughter Maggie, who's uh, God, I, I want to say about nine or ten now, or you yeah. know, in that age group, um, has become a big Star Wars fan because of Force Awakens, and more specifically because of Ray. And yeah. has been binge watching old Jedi Alliance episodes on her iPad and <laughs> nice. getting into it. And so to have that conversation with a new generation, um, it, it's it's fun to see what Force Awakens has done. Yeah. Right? yeah. What's what it's about? Your, your, your child's too young, but did she you at is. least try? Did you at least take her to the theater and just say, just stay awake? I did not. I did not. <laughs> but I, can't, I was really excited when I left the theater. I thought, I cannot wait to introduce her to Ray. And to yeah. this. Yeah. Basically, it's like a, a reawakening of the franchise. Yeah. My, I was just talking to my mom for 20 minutes. She's like, why didn't they have Oscar Isaac longer in the film? I loved him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, mom. Slow yeah. down. <laughs> hey, I'm just glad we get to still have him around because to hear the, that Abrams planned to kill him right, early that's on. I, I know. Her, yeah. yeah, I think we would have all murdered Abrams after he was just sort of like, yeah, the, 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 the yeah. film has got, you know, at least a little bit of a message of hope, certainly, even mm-hmm, though Han right. dies, but like to lose. Oh. You know, I've been calling him uh, everybody's sexy older brother. <laughs> just like Poe? So, po- yeah, Poe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and kind of just Oscar Isaac in reality. Just, well, right. yeah, Oscar right. Poe. But just yeah. like that, yeah, buddy. Like, and he literally says, yeah, buddy. And like, that's that's who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. He really yeah, does. buddy. So it really cool. does. So Force Awakens, again, we've all seen it enough. We've we've talked about it. Not enough, but we have discussed it enough. And I think it's time to, to expand into the other Star Wars news that we have out there. And, and uh, there's so much coming. Rogue One this year, because we're in the year of Rogue One now. Yeah, I am very wow. excited for that. And yeah. there's a lot of stuff like that. The rumors of Vader appearing and all right? this. Things mm-hmm. we probably could have guessed. Um, but the mysteries of what's Mad uh, Mickelson's characters. Is it is it Lord, Lord Sontek? All that stuff. I love it. I'm excited. But some of the big news this week joseph uh started and and what do we got here the number one on the thing i i think the number thing one thing we want to talk about is the burblings around the han solo movie we're getting into the the casting choices Mm -hmm. and also with those casting choices the rumor that han's going to have a cameo 
in Rogue One, and that's why they're trying to cast him ahead of time. So mm. there's a lot to talk about about those like uh, very specifics of what's in the news right now. But also, I feel like uh, as fans, we kind of get Rogue One. Yeah, we know what the yeah. story is. We know the tone that they're trying to do. Yeah. And I'm interested in talking about the specifics that are going on right now, but also the kind of the bigger picture of what is the Han Solo movie, because I think it's the first step into Disney trying to uh, do the Marvelification of Star Wars to make it all hooked together and moving forward as one unit. Yeah. Um, So let's let's start a little bit with the casting. How do people feel about the casting choices? Is there anybody that's grabbing them? Do do you guys even care, or is it just too damn early? It's yeah. I I was talking about this uh, with Jeff Snyder on Meet the Movie Press yesterday, and it it I'm not crazy about any of the names. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I mean, there's there's obvious names like Miles Teller and then Franco, which just just I can't I I can't I just look at that those names and I go. And this is the younger Franco, just in case anybody. Sorry, Dave Franco, uh, right? The the one engaged or married by now to Allison Brie. That's how I know him. Okay. Okay. Um, Here's a list of the names: Miles Teller. Then Jennifer, I want you to jump in because you've been chomping at the bit here. Miles Teller, Ansel Elgort, Dave Franco, Jack Rayner, Scott Eastwood, which is interesting, outside the box choice to me. Logan Lerman, uh, Brooklyn star Emery Cohen, and everybody wants some actor, Blake Jenner, whose name uh, um, I've seen some people behind on. Yeah. Jennifer, where are you with this? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm with I you. was so upset when I saw this short list, as they're calling it. Yeah. I feel like they've got to go with somebody relatively unknown. Yes. Right. Because otherwise I'm going to be, like, if they cast Dave Franco the whole time, I'm just going to be looking for that kind of stoner or thing that he does, you know, mm. the Seth Rogen mm-hmm. uh, shtick. Um, and James, well, we're talking about James is but does Dave does it does it too? He kind of does, or he okay. kind of has that really high pitched voice. I just gotcha. don't. You, he, they're they're siblings, and you can see the Franco we okay. know well in him. <laughs> yes. So right. there is that. There is that. Fair, like, fair is Han getting pineapple express? That's not a <laughs> exactly. We can't go there. And Harrison Ford, he's a man. Yeah. So I know, even though yeah. you know what I mean, like we cannot <laughs> cast, we can't cast some little you know kid. We gotta cast a guy who even is young. Yeah. He still has that Harrison Ford. Swagger. Yes. There is this guy okay. who I am behind now. <laughs> Anthony Ingruber. Ingruber. I knew, Anthony. Yep. Oh, Here we okay. go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I want to hear this because we know this. Yeah. We've we've had him on Schmoes now. Yeah. I so, I think I saw this. Yeah. I think I saw this uh, so interview with me. him. Talk to me. And I wasn't convinced. I saw his uh, impression video that he put out, and I was right. like, oh, he's definitely doing an impression. Yeah. yeah. But then I saw him in that clip from Age of Adeline with Blake Lively, where he actually plays the young Harrison Ford character yep right interesting nailed it okay. nail he's handsome he's got a little bit of a mysterious charm he's got some sort of kind of manliness to him <laughs> uh i'm on board okay but i don't i don't think that they're gonna do it well, i mean no. let me ask you just i think what's weird about us all pontificating about it is we don't know what story they're trying to tell if this is just a fully formed han solo who's having a fun romp or is this a little bit more of an origin story where he should be a boy because the movie is how he becomes a swaggering man dude? <laughs> yes. Right, uh, And right. Would, would that change your opinion? It, would you be okay if you found out the film was about a 17-year-old Han Solo kind of becoming a man? Would you be okay with a more boyish actor? 
he's he can have boyishness qualities, but he's got to have that kind of I can't describe that machismo. Well, I don't know. I can't. Smoldering. Yeah. Harrison, Smoldering. Harrison, yeah. yeah. I mean, Harrison's <laughs> one of the great sex symbols of all time for yeah. these reasons. You know, I definitely defer to you in this discussion, <laughs> Jennifer. But yeah, so it's got to be the there's experts. a certain key. And, and, and now the, the, it's where it's set. It's set like 10 years before New Hope. So that would hit him, think put him so. about 20. Yeah. Um, I don't twenty twenty five yeah so I mean could go other way and 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 let's also be honest these whoever the actor is I pity him already oh, yeah. yeah yeah he's got a tough tall order there yeah kill battle I think from for, for my two cents I think it needs to be somebody who's got good comic chops yes yeah because Agreed. I feel like the Han is one of the funniest parts of all of Star Wars and it's a very subtle distinct specific humor yeah and I think almost everything else a good actor can kind of learn or a director can coach out of somebody you very know to true. be charming in an action scene to play a love scene to swagger but not to have that good deft sense of one-liners that mm. aren't really one-liners and all of that so mm-hmm. I, you know I want whoever's got good comedy chops I agree actually yeah I do agree you know what's really interesting is J.J. Uh, Abrams advice to the actor play whoever plays Han Solo he said watch Raiders of the Lost Ark mm. it'll all be right there that's a good call, JJ. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's, that's great. Indiana, that's Indiana Jones. Yeah, but I think I think <laughs> no, I, I get what I know, I know what he means. Yeah. I, yeah, I know what he means. Yeah. It's um I might though throw a little wrench here. I just kind of because it. it just it. I just want to know from you guys here. Mm-hmm. Do we need a Han Solo movie? Young Han Solo <laughs> no. movie? No. Uh, this is so. this is you where should. I have such a I, I'm so tortured inside. Yeah. I will see the hell out of this. Thing. I think. But show of yeah. hands on the audio podcast. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I'm going to disagree. <gasps> oh, okay. good. No, no, no. I want to hear this. It's going to be crazy. He uh, wrenches back at you. <laughs> yeah. I think the Han Solo movie is to the larger Star Wars universe the way Starkiller Base is to Force Awakens. Okay. <laughs> when you first hear about it, like, no. What? Why? <laughs> Come on. And maybe even questionable creatively. But then yeah. when you look at just the infrastructure of The Force Awakens, Starkiller Base supports it and gives it everything it needs. Yeah. And I feel like to the larger universe of trying to make a, a larger universe of Star Wars movies, you need to have a movie that starts with a familiar character. Okay. I uh, could buy that. You've and- changed my mind completely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I have. to do this. <laughs> right. But, but, but coming second behind Rogue One. Right. So you're saying, and I get it, they're doing a movie from a year now to the end of time. Right, or they want to. They want right, to. And they'll right. see if they can. Right. It's not proven yet, because if if one of them tanks real, real, real bad, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens to the sort of the blockbuster building. I don't think they will, but they still can. For me, I, I'm definitely in the category of no, I don't think we need one. Do I think it could be done right? Yes. But yeah. I, I think maybe, and, and thinking about it, what I'm afraid of is that this will now be, all right, that worked. So now we're getting the Yoda. Now we're getting the Boba. Right. That's right. what I worry about. The, yeah. And I'd rather have Obi-Wan in the desert. I'd I, rather yeah. have more Rogue Ones. I'd Look, rather have that. I would rather have Obi-Wan in the desert yeah. than my kidney. I mean, I want <laughs> Obi-Wan. I want those movies more than anything Star yeah. Wars at all. Uh, and I wish that they would lead with that. But I feel like uh, with Han Solo and with the rumored Boba Fett, I feel like they want to start building uh, an interconnected galaxy kind of the same way the Marvel movies are interconnected by different people know each other generationally. Like, oh, I knew your dad, but now I know you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And also connected through MacGuffins mm-hmm. and themes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
Rogue One, maybe they can start doing that a little bit. But Rogue One is kind of a New Hope prequel. It so is. I think they need something else that kind of set aside and say, uh, here's this other galaxy we, we can play in. Mm-hmm. I think it's significant also that the B plot of Star Wars has always been the rogues and the smugglers and the bounty hunters. Yes. The A plot is a Jedi. And I feel like Han Solo, it's not just his movie. It's an introduction to this is the sandbox we're going to play in mm. for the B movies. And we're going to train you to get just as pumped when there is not a lightsaber or a Jedi in sight. Right. That's that's a great way to look yeah. at it. I, I, and I can see that. And I think they actually scored by getting um, sorry, Lord and Miller to, to yeah. direct this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I have a lot mm-hmm. of faith in them. Uh, to do this because uh, you've all touched on the humor and I think they can really mine that well yeah. and bring that out and it it all it is now going to very much depend yeah. on you who they get the cast and writing um, the cast and writing right. again is yeah. kind of okay I do feel comfortable I just keep wrapping my head. why Han Solo but what you said Joseph is really I mean, spot I, on yeah I, I get I think why that's, Han Solo right I mean you I, I do Jennifer, too, yeah. right it's Han Solo it's Han Solo and, and like you Joseph said we I want to see that I want to see how he how he became this awesome smuggler yeah I almost I don't want to say it but you know <laughs> somebody like do it Chris Pratt oh okay oh I, he's too obviously you he's too there. old <laughs> yeah I did everything yeah he does master that fine like you know with the humor right. and he's got the swagger but he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. So if they can find somebody like that, I am on board. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, there's a, the series of books uh, in the Expanded Universe, the Han Solo trilogy, A.C. Oh, yeah. Crispin. Yes. In uh, there, there's prose-wise, they're some of the best written books. Yep. But I feel like everybody who's super into Star Wars should read those because I think that's going to be a little bit how the Han Solo movie plays. There are moments in there that are beautiful that set up kind of on a deeper level who Han is and then there's a bunch of just kind of on the nose stuff of mm-hmm. like this is exactly why he feels this way about Luke this is exactly why he feels this way about this you know and I think the challenge of the movie is going to be can it give us his kind of not hero's journey his sort of anti-hero journey of how does he become full of swagger and not trusting people without being too on the nose right. without being like and here's how he got the scar and here's how he met Chewie and here's why he right. carries a DL-44 blaster and like yeah, that's... without like just being a Wikipedia entry about Han Solo <laughs> right. yeah and that's and that's what I, I, I think some of my trepidation is it's yeah. like uh, look I loved uh, River Phoenix's young Indy in the beginning of, of Last Crusade and yeah. you got the whip but uh, yeah you're right yeah. I don't necessarily want that if we're going to have that checklist what do you guys want from this movie it's happening I trust the people doing it but is there something specific other than what Joseph said or even more on that that you guys want from this movie that is a good question it's a deep question it's a very deep question because i'll start with i don't think we need to have him in rogue one i just there's something about that that i'm against because of his great introduction in new hope yeah because it kind of seems counterintuitive to put him in rogue one somehow if it's a cameo and he like walks by okay but you know, I it just seems to take away from that because mystery. at the beginning of New Hope, he's not part of that world. Right. He's not. He could he's care doing his less. Thing. He's yeah. doing his thing. This is about the money. So saying that, we need to see why he's about the money and why he's about always looking out for himself. I, I there is a part of me that will geek the heck out for him meeting Chewie. Like, what is yeah, that? I would We've be happy to see that. That I am very excited to see because it's such a, I mean, it's an iconic relationship. We are so mm-hmm. invested sure. in the pop culture element of these two have been together forever. 
How is that? So I, I, I would love I, to I see was that. more emotionally upset by Chewie's reactions to Han's death oh. than my own. Chewie's reactions yeah. caused me to cry every yeah. time. So yeah, that's uh, what I. Your like girlfriend to see. Julie said, "Julie, is that true? Did he cry at Chewie's reactions?" Yes, yeah, she's shaking her head. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, where are you at with this? What do you expect? You know, I kind of think that it is going to be an uphill battle to convince me. The whole time I might be like, okay, you know, checking off the boxes. I almost want them to go to a, a different extreme where they're painting broadly. Give mm. me a sense of Han Solo. You yeah. don't need to make it so accurate because right. then I'm just going to mm. be, you know, too caught up in the minutia of things. Uh, right. So I don't know. I'm really, I'd rather see an Obi-Wan movie. Oh, I mean, God. I know. Right? weren't there rumblings about that that, that might actually just happen? Rumblings. Just rumblings, just rumors, <laughs> and, and Ewan saying that he's up for it. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, of course, I'm sure he would, because he's yeah. by far well, well, loved the, the part. You saw how much fun he was having in the prequels yeah. doing it. Yeah. And I think it would be really smart that we heard him. He came back for Force Awakens. Yeah. Yes. Right? So, and, and that's a big question of mine. Are there still Force ghosts? I would love to see him show up in Episode Eight. As the setup, here's Obi Wan back as Ewan McGregor. Yeah, here he is, and then give him his movie. Oh, wouldn't like, that be great? Like Luke's yes. been hanging out with him on that hill all this time. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> having coffee. Let's talk about mistakes we've made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things I worry about is seeing what they've been. Marvel's been doing with Han in the Star Wars line, and I think they've been doing a, a, a solid job with it. But yeah. we all saw the reaction when Saint um, Solo showed up. Oh yeah, allegedly his ex-wife, and maybe that's right. proven not to be as true. But there's some past. Still not there. figured it out it's, yet. I'm, I'm it's, so it's, behind. It's been, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. it, it, it's not what it appeared to be, but, okay. it, but it was something. Um, our reaction as a fan base to that, Han oh, yeah. wasn't married, exactly. was weird because, well, like, uh, he wasn't a virgin when he met Princess Leia, so right, you know what I mean? All. Like, So I want the movie to stay true to that, or like you said, his anti-hero journey. So maybe he does start out as a young Imperial Academy officer, but I want him to be a scoundrel by the end of it. Right. Yeah. Whether or not he's a straight-out drunk, scoundrelly, gambling womanizer, no, I don't need that. But uh, I want it to make sense, but I also worry as fans, again, it's the expectations we have in our head of this character. Mm-hmm. Right. So when Sena Solo shows up, a, a, a African-American or a black, black woman, and I can't, she's not American, um, <laughs> shows up in the Star Wars universe, and there was this reaction of, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes sense. It made sense to me, and it's an exciting new character. But I, I just there, there's I don't want that checklist, and I want it. I want it to stay true to what Han yeah, is. I kind of think that the Kasdans won't do that. It doesn't seem like uh, certainly right. the Elder Kasdans' way. Um, I feel like maybe there will be at least one sort of. I, I feel like the movie might be just like here's an adventure. In yeah. half mm. of the movie, it just seems like hey. Han Solo and Chewie are having a lark, and then you maybe in the second act you realize, oh, this adventure actually relates to something right. that informs his character. Like in those A.C. Crispin novels, kind of the last novel is he falls in love with someone, trusts her, and she's just she's from the rebellion, and she's just using him mm, to yeah. get her ends met. So you get the you get how he's heartbroken, and you get why he has a chip on his shoulder about okay. the rebellion's not my problem. Ooh. Like that's a thing like that's from the book that's a little bit on the nose, but I feel like. They've shown willingness to pull from the books. So it could even be that story of, you know, he meets someone relatively Leia-ish, and she just burns him. Mm. Sure. You You know what you're saying? It reminds me of Casino Royale with uh, the James Bond Mm, character kind of falling in love and then losing her and, and, you know, kind of setting him on his path. Um, And I also thought about what J.J. said about Raiders of the Lost Ark, watching him. Like, that's a contained adventure like so when you're talking about a Han Solo movie like that's why I don't want him in Rogue One and have this right. interconnectedness I think it would be really fun to just here's an adventure in space with Han Solo yeah, yeah. go you know mm-hmm. and then if it does very well I think they might be thinking sequel and 
who knows where it could go from there. So young Lando. Him well, Lando. yeah, I think, I mean, I think, again, that goes to the checklist. How did he win the Millennium Falcon? Was right. it in the game of Sabacc with, uh, with Lando? Do, do you want to see that, though, as a Star I mean, Wars fan? As a Star Wars fan. I know fan, what Han means to you. Do yeah. you want to see that actual thing where, where Lando loses the, the Falcon to him? God, I almost say no, but I, but I almost say yes to I don't know yet. Mm. I want Chewie. So sure. that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, so you, you kind what of... If, what if it's something I'm pitching movies now here? Jennifer, what do you think about this? Tell me if I'm crazy. What if one of the movies ends, Mark, <laughs> yeah. with uh, them sitting down to a game? Ooh, that'd be and great. it fades to black. Ooh, Thank you. Yes. Done. That's great. And Journey starts playing. Now, that's, great. Um, that's great. Could that work? Journey. Just a small town. Yeah. Like, look, I, I want Rogue One. I want it to end with someone handing the plans to Princess Leia. I do, too. Oh, yeah. I think that's great. And uh, the and, only and the blockade runner takes off. Yeah, I, I want that. I just don't want like the red dragon ending where there's like there's someone to see you, Lecter. Her name is Clary Starling. Mm, send her in. I don't want that. You know, <laughs> I, I agree, want that's it, really it, inappropriate in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, this would be weird. <laughs> Introduce those characters. I, it, it would it wouldn't work, but I could make it work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I think. That is a, a, a bit of a better like I, yeah you got me Ken Again, I, I like the sitting down to the table like, ending like Joseph said I totally trust Larry Kasdan because yeah. he came back to me I think all the stuff from Han definitely was from him not that Michael Arndt or JJ couldn't do that but it was it was <laughs> Lawrence Kasdan coming back. To Give Han a proper Viking burial and yeah. doing it in a great way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I trust him. Yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I got it. <laughs> if we're you pitching movies, okay, I got pitch it. it. I'm bringing up Casino Royale again. The yeah. whole movie is leading to that game oh, okay. to win the Millennium Falcon. All right. The oh, whole nice. movie is that. You know, he has to figure out a way to win this. It's like we see the Millennium Falcon because how are you going to have a Han Solo movie without seeing the Millennium Falcon? Yeah, that, that would be gonna have to, yeah. yeah, they're going to have to get it in there somehow. I just mm-hmm. don't want it to be shoehorned in. So mm-hmm. leading, so I'm just going off of the, the Casino Royale model. <laughs> like that would be pretty cool to see him, you know, and then you're in – the smuggler's world, you're on, you know, yeah. the, the shadows and the bounty hunters yeah. and, you know, go from there. So okay. definitely a scene where Han emerges from the ocean. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Blue boxers, in his blue sure. boxers. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just like Casino Royale. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Uh, Jennifer's notepad there just has that written down as the only plot of the movie. That's it. There's drawings too. Manly man walks out of the, uh, Han emerges the, from Camino. Oh, and yeah. Lama Sousa going, look at that. <laughs> I'll clone that. Jedi, <laughs> Jedi Master Zyphodius did not look like that. <laughs> so that is where we're at with Han. If you had to pick one, I don't know. That list, I'm going with maybe Scott Eastwood just because, I don't know. He's got that yeah. man yeah. quality. Yeah, yeah the son of Clint Eastwood. Is he son or grandson of Clint Eastwood? Son? 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 Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Just old movie marquee, sort of the son of Clintwood is young Han Solo. I mean, yeah, yeah, it it sounds very good. I will say that. And yeah, he's my pick. I would say he's my pick, too, just because I don't know him enough. I haven't seen him in enough. I mean, sure, he's Clint Eastwood's son, grandson, whatever. Clint Eastwood and then Jacqueline Reese. He's 29, though. Yeah, he's a little... Yeah. I like a, I like a, is it Elgort? What, what's his oh, first An- name? Ansel, Ansel Elgort. Elgort. Ansel Elgort. I yeah. like it that he already has a Star Wars name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he does have a good smirk. He does. He have does. A good yeah, yeah. I would say he's oh, another okay. one. I'm look, yeah. okay, okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. Just not Miles Teller, please. Yeah, not yeah. Miles Teller. Please. Or Dave Franco. Or Dave Franco. Yeah. I, can, I can see some Han in here. I don't know if he's manly enough for Lando over there, but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? I will say this, too, just because uh, I, I have a lot of faith in my illustrious co-host on Meet the Movie Press, Jeff Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, he's broken a lot of scoops, and, and yeah. he's, he's like, kind of 
on the record, off the record, saying no, there's more. There, like there's there are people be, right? that are that we don't know about yet, okay. and so he he wouldn't be surprised if those eight names that were dropped are actually sure gone. Like uh, later. So interesting. That's just put your you know whatever okay. speculation caps on. Cool, and I'm still happy with Donald Donald Glover as Young Lando. There you go. Oh. Absolutely, it's a good one. Yeah, Love that. <laughs> get him in there. Well, should we move on to uh, to another topic? Uh, Absolutely. Another thing that's been in the news a lot. We talk a lot about the actual, like, the films, the creative stuff, what's inside them. But we also like to talk about sort of just living in the world as it is affected by Star Wars-ness. And yeah. one, of the, one of the big news things that's uh, been going around is the Where's Ray campaign, the question right. of whether or not Ray is being included in all of the merchandising that she should. Yeah. Uh, there's been, there was a big push and a back and forth of uh, the Monopoly game in particular where she was excluded. Monopoly had a weird excuse for that that didn't track for a lot of fans. Oh, I didn't. Uh, and then I they relented. That. Okay. Uh, so there. So just to take it back a step, uh, our, our mutual friend in the media commentary world, Jenna Bush, uh, mm-hmm. is the one who started the hashtag Where's Ray mm-hmm. in reaction to a set of toys at Target that was. It's some taller toys, taller action figures, like I don't know, not nine inch, twelve inch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that didn't include Ray, and it had almost all of the main characters, and then like a Tie Fighter pilot, but not Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a kind of a blatant like omission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's been getting some traction, and we're going to talk a little bit about where she has been included and where she hasn't. Uh-huh. But for now, the Monopoly story, uh, the Monopoly board didn't include her, and then the Monopoly Hasbro responded to Jenna on Twitter Ooh. and said, "Well, she's not included because we didn't want to spoil the movie." Bullcrap. Oh, right. And that, the, oh, the whole God. universe in unison said, bullcrap. Yeah. <laughs> moof milkers? Yeah, those moof milkers. Is it, was uh, it a video-like type Monopoly where they show the end of the movie? How can, yeah. it, how can a board game spoil it? The, the biggest stretch they have is that the, the, the figures they have are uh, Vader, okay. Luke, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then Kylo Ren. And I believe Finn okay. uh, with so, a lightsaber. With Finn's a lightsaber. So I think their argument was, if we included Ray, so Vader and Kylo Ren are paired as the dark side force users. Okay. If we included Ray with Luke, then people would have been able to parse out that Ray was, uh, you know, which I think is a BS yeah. reaching yeah. excuse. And I mean, everybody immediately pointed out to them, like, yeah, sure, don't. If it was with her lightsaber. Sure, yeah, right. sure, that would have been a problem, mm-hmm. but with her staff, like, she's been used everywhere else, and also just sort of the hubris of Monopoly's not a narrative game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it right. doesn't have a beginning, a <laughs> middle, and an I'm end. talking about, yeah. It usually doesn't have an end because people get pissed and stop playing. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, but they, they relented, and they, uh, it, this, is, this even got a quote from J.J. Abrams, somebody asked him about it, yeah. and he said, yeah, I think this is ridiculous, and Monopoly changed their mind. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so we want to talk a little bit about the the hubris of the omissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you guys feel about the omissions? I assume generally negative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I go I go to Age of Ultron uh, with uh, Where's Black Widow and Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson. Mm-hmm. Same thing yeah. happened. I thought what was so crazy of from that movie, knowing it like I do, she drops out of the the plane on the on the motorcycle and takes off. And the toy version of that has Captain America and no Black Widow. So I was worried that this is happening again. Right. So they've set up a world where they have blatantly taken a character out. Yes. Removed her utterly for marketing reasons for yes. the mm-hmm. belief that uh, girls or boys won't buy toys right. featuring girls. Exactly. Uh, which I don't think is true. Uh, so they've set themselves up for this already. Yeah. Uh, so now pe- people are anxious, not anxious, they're expecting to see it 
possibly. They're, right. You're gearing up to see it in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and now we are seeing it. How do you feel about it, Jennifer? I was so disappointed. I mean, she's the protagonist yeah. of the film, and you're going to leave her out? When I saw that pack that you're talking about, I was like, I mean, come on, at least put Captain Phasma. I mean, they had, yeah. they had it was like the TIE fighter, uh, and then who would TIE fighter pilot? First Order Trooper. First Order Trooper. Chewy, I believe. Finn Chewy. Chewy, Chewy I think. I'm just like, you know... It's the problem is is that they don't think that boys want to play with female action figures. Yeah. Which, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's. But, but, we grew up with these Star Wars toys. I fought a, a, a little girl in Mervins for the for the, <laughs> for the Princess God Leia figure. You. God bless you. Yeah, yeah. The, the Battle of right. Mervins. As yes, we talk about yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I needed that figure when I was little, and I and I yeah. think kids nowadays, boys too, would need it. But but. Go on, Jennifer. Yeah, I mean, you're reinf- the problem is, is that if if you don't offer it to them, the boys get that message. Well, I don't want to play with a girl character. Yeah. You know, I want to play with the boy characters. And I mean, when you go to Target and Toys R Us, the the sections for the boys and the girls toys, it's astounding mm-hmm. how Star Wars is so specifically boys centric. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm just so disappointed. I'm happy that Hasbro is now including her in the Monopoly set, but only because really JJ Abrams did make some calls <laughs> and because of the outcry, really. Yeah. Um and that bullcrap argument, I mean give me a break. Yeah, I mean I think that stupid? to me that that's the worst part of it is to say, "Oh, we didn't realize that fans really wanted this." Yeah. So here here we'll give it to you, which they're doing now. Yeah. Um the the other side of this that I wanted to talk about a little bit is like I, I could not possibly be more social justicey, and I really <laughs> want uh, Ray front and center. I do get worried that there is a little bit of confusion between the glaring omissions, like mm-hmm. the Monopoly game mm-hmm. in this action figure pack, and then just sort of the truth of action figures. Mm-hmm. Right. So like uh, there there's been I've seen some confusion online where people are just saying like there aren't Ray action figures. There are Ray action figures. Yes. Uh, she yes. is in in the. To my knowledge, unless it's changed over the years, Target can't say call up Hasbro and say, send me some rays. Right. They buy boxes. Right. Mm-hmm. And the popular characters only appear in so many boxes. And you get a bunch of resistance troopers and Gus Tours and other mm-hmm. people who aren't Constable even. Zuvio. Constable Zuvio. Yeah, Constable much Zuvio. Of it, What's up with you know, that? And people pick the main characters off the shelf. So yeah. I think the good news is that there are reaction figures right. in, in, in some of the sort of classic lines. Like my heart uh, uh, is all about the three and three quarter classic line. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's Ray with her staff. There's yep. Ray with a speeder. They're they're coming out with Ray with the lightsaber. Yep. So in like that kind of classic line, she is well represented. I I had to go to a convention to find her, mm-hmm. but I also right. had to do that to find uh to find uh, first first order stormtrooper because I couldn't just find him at the shelves on Target. That's yeah. true. So the good news is she is out there. In some of just not seeing her physically on the shelves is just. That's the way action figures work. Mm. That's why I always talk about Mm -hmm. a wall of sad Lobots back in the 80s. (laughs) Because nobody wanted Lobots, you know? Combat Poncho. Yeah, and I I don't mean to be Darth Vader on this, and Joseph's going to interpret anything I say. Um, (laughs) When I first saw the hashtag, Where's Ray? My reaction was, Where's Ray? Everywhere. I have her falling off my shelves in my house. I have a Mm. sticker book. I have a Ray survival guide. I have a Ray Black Black Series. I have a lot of Ray. Today, just today, I bought a Ray Funko Pop because you know why? I couldn't find her. It was my comic shop had when I was like, I need that. I couldn't find her anywhere because people were buying her yeah. so much. Mm. So while I agree, Hasbro 
did completely drop this lightsaber, so to speak. Yeah. Um, the target set, too, I get. Um, but my reaction was, I, I was talking to Joseph coming in, some people put there some articles showing the next wave of Star Wars figures, which includes Rey, which leaked. The lightsaber leaked, which yes. would have been a plot spoiler. Yeah. Yes. And, and the article headline was, now we're finally getting the Rey figures we wanted. And I was like, I have all the Rey figures I wanted. It's just the next wave combined with this. I worry about Twitter mass hysteria. Yes. That's where I worry about where the Black Widow stuff was a much more front and center. She's been photoshopped out of the scene in the movie. So by that, I still think we're growing as a society and it's still more set. Look, you know, I have in my office right here, I have a collection of pink Nerf uh, guns modeled, uh, marketed for girls, which is insane because I have a cool Chewbacca one that the girls are playing with more. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So right. I think we're still getting there, um, right. and there was definitely a ball dropped. Um, but that's, I, I kind of go to you, too. Where yeah. like, I, I, I actually thought they had a ton of it out there. Yeah. It just was two big things, and the snowball happened. And but. I bring it up because I feel like we need to pinpoint our fight. Like, you that's know, true. I don't want to blow up Dantooine if there are no rebels there. <laughs> I want <to> know. <laughs> right. I want right. to know the right planet to blow right. up, and I think that it, it kind of goes to what you were saying, Jennifer, about the separation of of what is for boys and what is for girls. Because what I see is plenty of Ray individual things. You can buy Ray books. You can buy her own action figure. But they seem to get a little gun shy when she's a part of a group. Right. And I think yeah. So like, let's focus our fight there because that's where the omissions and the dumb excuses mm-hmm. are coming from. Mm-hmm. Is what's the psychology behind them going? Okay, okay, we can sell a Ray action figure on her own. But we're afraid our expensive sixty dollars set won't sell. Right. If, if she's in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And like, is, is that more the psychology of we're still trying to keep boys and girls separate? Yeah. I, I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go on the Toys R Us site and you go to boy Star Wars toys, I mean, there's like seventy toys that mm-hmm. pop up. You put girls, and you maybe get just the reaction figures. Mm. Yeah. Why can't you have the first yeah. order stormtroopers in the girls section if I want to buy it online? Yeah. That's that's where I think the problem is but mm-hmm. i mean let me ask you this were you able to get those ray figures only online or did you get them in stores as well Besides uh, the- stores as well early on yes yeah, stores good. as well early on That's if i was good. if i was there early Right. Early, yeah, enough. yeah. But the Ray Funko Pop, I can't find because I go to I go to GameStop or or uh, where they're not working with Think Inc. But a hot topic, and I couldn't find it. I found all the flamethrower uh, stormtroopers <laughs> yep. in the world. Yep. I found a lot of Black Series Constable Zuvios, um, <laughs> and I don't have a Black Series Ray yet. I'm going to have to go online and order yeah, it. Me too. And to me, it's not that it wasn't available or or short. Uh, just people gobbled them up, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where I come back. Where I felt early on, no, I think she was there. Mm-hmm. I just I. But I think that's a great point when it comes to the boys are going to want this set. They're going to want a TIE fighter pilot and this and that. And right. that's where we still got a lot of, of work yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, not a, it's not perfect. And I don't want anyone to think I'm thinking, ah, it has had the right answer. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying no. there was a survival guide. There was all just Ray and there was mm. all that. And I think mm-hmm. they def- definitely tried to get there. And that's part of the growth is we're still getting there. We're still yeah. getting yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And we need the voices. And we need... A new generation of of parents like yourself raising your daughter now to be like you want a General Hux figure by all means we're getting you one and I think yes. I think it's going to get successively easier right especially now it's Ray Ray this is Ray's yeah story. and I think oh, yeah. the, I think the monopoly battle is exactly right everybody yeah. it's ridiculous mm-hmm. that what they said it's ridiculous to leave her out is the you know main character the protagonist of the Force Awakens and I, so I'm glad that we had this battle because I feel like that essential question of you can't leave the protagonist out 
has maybe put other companies kind of on warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, we're still getting there. I mean, look at the Oscars this year. We ain't oh, there yet. Oh, don't, don't no. get me started on that. <laughs> that's Woo! a whole other podcast, oh, you know? Uh, yeah. and, and there's still a generation in charge that's making these decisions in corporate offices that, that, sure. that right. probably is thinking, mm-hmm. you know, they, they want them stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want them girls. Exactly like that. Like, yeah, Strom Thurmond has been <laughs> brought back to life. Talking uh-huh. to the machine, talking to the machine. Um, <laughs> but again, I think, I, and I think, Ray, that's why I think uh, I said it on Screen Junkies, is one of the greatest all-time female, strong female characters of all time already yep. in front of our eyes because yep. my little cousin at nine is going, mm-hmm. that's who I want to be. I was just at Wizard World New Orleans. Guess where Ray was? Everywhere. Every man, woman, and child. I even saw some some men just as Ray. Uh, everywhere. And I think awesome. this, this, this character's... Yeah, I think she's blurring the lines too because yeah. I think she's yeah. just so well constructed, and there's no uh, hit you over the head to remind you that she is, a, you know, a strong female. There's none of that sort of ham fisted. Yeah, she's just a great 
character. And mm, I, absolutely. you know, I've said this before on this podcast is I'm a different gender, a different age, and I want to be Ray when I grow up. <laughs> and like, right? That's how I want to react to a hero. Like, you, right. when you see somebody yeah. like you just really admire, and like, I want to be like them. And I still feel like I want to be like Ray. And I want that Ray with the lightsaber. I was yeah, talking yeah. to my wife about it because, you know, so much of my experience is, is action figures. So my wife was really kindly asking, what action figures do you want them to make? And I was like, well, I want Ray with the lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're not going to be able to find her because no. there are so many of us who want Ray with the lightsaber. And that's not going to be sexism when you can't find her right. on the shelves of Target. That's no. going to be the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But, uh, yeah, but I definitely think, uh, yeah, this next round, you know, with episode eight, I think, I, I hope it's more. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I agree with Target saying it's just a toy aisle. Mm-hmm. Or, or trying to. I know some stores yeah. are trying to say it's just a toy aisle now, and that's them. It's, it's again, we'll get there. Because we'll my, my mother, God bless her, my, my three year old niece, uh, for Christmas, uh, went and bought her the, 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 the kitchen set. And when, I know. so I went yeah. and bu- I tried to go buy her a tool set, like a, a Fisher Price tool set. Nice. Um, she still went to the kitchen just because it had stuff she could play with better, you know? Right, yeah. right. But even, and my mother's not saying anything. My mother, no. it just was like, Oh, cool, let's get you a kitchen and shopping cart set. Like, right. And, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. I got to go back to the 80s when we were growing up, you yeah. know, like just how they used to market things was so different. There's this fantastic old Lego ad mm-hmm. of this young girl right. playing with just, you know, primary color Lego blocks. Mm-hmm. No yeah. princess stuff, no, you know, floral, whatever, just regular old Legos building. Yeah. You know, and I feel like we need to go back to that. Yeah. Things weren't so yeah. gendered and princess out. Well, yeah. It, and it, I was a princess. I love princess. Right, stuff, but, but and, and it's okay that you do. And it's yeah, like and that's the other, that's the other thing too, is like, hey, if my three year old niece wants to play with the kitchen set, let her play let the her kitchen do it. set. But yeah. at the same time, put a screwdriver in front of her as well. But yeah. but also too, in the eighties, uh, you know, if, if you kids out there, if you didn't grow up during that time. <laughs> um, it was magical. It was Transformers for boys, and mm-hmm. Jem was girls, That's and, true. and mm-hmm. Star Wars. I grew up in a school. I always say, like, I, I love that I get to know now people like you, Jennifer, who are, are these, these wonderful women who love Star Wars. They didn't exist <laughs> in my town. <laughs> they didn't exist growing up for me. They mm. might have existed secretly. Yes. Mm. Right, right, right. But I didn't know. I wasn't aware of it till mid 2000s. Yeah. It was suddenly like I was get, still getting made fun of in the early 2000s because I like Star Wars. <laughs> what? You know, you know um, those dark times around the, <laughs> in the early 90s. But so, yeah, I'm excited now. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that we can all experience this and, and, and that the, some of those walls are coming down yeah. mm-hmm. slowly. I'm looking. I'm looking at your flower child Darth Vader shirt here. Oh yeah, awesome. her universe. Oh, yeah, you know, awesome. You know, Ashley Eckstein. Ash- Ashley Eckstein is doing She's a good been job. Awesome. Yeah, that, so. I think it is just a little bit of breaking down of uh, just how focused demographics have become. Mm-hmm. Of like yeah. any, if, if that's a point if too. All of the old raised from the dead Strom Thurmonds who make executive <laughs> decisions. Mm-hmm. If all of those dudes were like, uh, we'll sell more if we have a blonde hair aisle and a brown hair aisle, like yeah. they would do it to yeah. us. Like yeah. they would have yeah. a left handers only aisle. If they, you know, it is so much about money, I think. And yes. I feel like as much as we can tell them, like, we will throw money at yeah. you if you knock off the demographic BS mm-hmm. and yeah. just let people buy what they want to buy with our money. Because that's how we vote. Mm-hmm. For Absolutely. real. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The dollar vote, as they learn. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Mark, how many raid to- toys have you bought? I need all of them. I haven't. I, I haven't found them. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here. When you guys are talking yeah. about the, you know, where's Ray? It's like, yeah, she was picked off. Like at my yeah. Walmart. I got an extra sticker book. I can loan you. <laughs> I would take it. <laughs> Only yeah. loan. No, I. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. cannot wait to get a Black Series Ray with <gasps> the lightsaber. I mean, that. Yeah. That is my. It's gotta be next that's, wave. Yeah. No, that's my next. Like, because I finally found uh, Kylo Ren, and I just need. Need the Ray because yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. It's her with a lightsaber. Yeah, but hey, uh, where's Ray? She's here now. 
that's the important thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she's here. Uh, so we we also want to talk a little bit about some other things that are actually in the Force Awakens, which is a ton I've of visual it. effects. <laughs> I've seen that movie. Wow, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Jennifer, you brought up uh, this talking point <laughs> of a uh, great article. I think it was on Slash Film about yes. the sheer volume of visual effects shots and how mm-hmm. it compared to the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a little bit of like background on the the article itself? Yeah. So Slash Film uh, spoke with two people behind The Force Awakens visual effects, specifically Patrick Tubok, I believe. He's an ILM visual effects supervisor and Mm -hmm. Roger Gouillette, who was a visual effects supervisor and second unit director. Nice. It's really interesting insight. There's actually 2,100 visual effects in The Force Awakens Mm, compared to 1,900 in The Phantom Menace. Wow. But what I thought was so fascinating was how they were talking about really trying to make it as seamless as possible and to do it when it felt right. Mm -hmm. They talked about actually putting in stormtroopers in... uh, I was surprised at that. Yeah, right? I mean, Mm. they were like, should we do it? Dare we do it? Let's do it. (laughs) Because they just wanted stormtroopers there real bad, right? In some corner. Yeah, yeah. Like a cliff or something, Yeah, exactly. They thought it might make the scene a little bit more interesting Uh, and they were shocked at how well it actually looked. Mm. And that was part of the fun for them was going through the movie and being like, okay, was was that something we actually shocked? Or was that CGI? Like they got confused at some point. <laughs> awesome. so yeah. that's, that's awesome. I think that speaks well. I, your article that you shared with us uh, in preparation for the show was great because the the fact that Kylo Ren had a completely digital <gasps> helmet at one point for a right? scene really blew yes. my mind. Yeah, blew yes. my mind. Oh. It sounded like they reordered the uh, the way the scenes uh, were played out. Mm-hmm. So it was a time where he logically should have had the helmet on. Mm-hmm. Like, eh. Yeah, so right. They just added it back in when a uh, time when he's talking to Snoke, right? Yeah, and they, yeah. they took it out of his arm. out of his arm as well yeah because they wanted that reveal when he takes off his helmet to be much more powerful and if he had right. it, and if you actually there's a screenshot of, of adam driver's face acting i don't know his face i don't know what yeah, he was emoting there but it just it was much stronger with the helmet on I, yeah especially at that point in the movie and i think yeah because right. he you know the the risk of that character he can come off whiny and snivelly at some point i don't think the character is but yeah. I, you know when he took his helmet off the first time i saw the movie uh people on my screening laughed uh again really? i think I attribute that to people watching them and girls and yeah, getting right. wrapped up Might in, be. in that and the feathered hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I, Kylo, Kylo was going into the movie. I bought the figures and I'm loving the design and now I love it. But yeah, that scene would not have worked. No, mm-hmm. right? Not have worked. So it's too early powerful. in the movie right. to take mm-hmm. that out. Yeah, yeah. In the moment there between him and Ray is, is powerful with yeah. that oh, removal. So but it sounds like from that, that article that they were really, really driven narratively. Like they, mm-hmm. and everybody always says that about visual effects. So I think to me the thing is remarkable that the normal slogan of like they're a tool and we use them to tell the story everybody says that but this yeah. is a movie where that seems to have worked right i, I agree because I, we just didn't see them and, mm-hmm. and if their goal was to make it seamless and they don't know you know practical to cgi they they succeeded very well yeah. in my eyes i i need to read get into that article it's a, it's a, a great article because look no one here at this table or, or, or no one listening in general thought that that was a real real Millennium Falcon flying on a planet called Jakku. Mm-hmm. Nope. Right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not surprising to learn that, oh, obviously there was a ton of CGI because that's, you know, they sold the practical. But uh, to me, that meant that we're going to have some real humans in Stormtrooper costumes uh, and BB-8's mostly real. But even right. BB-8 was digital and some stuff, right? right. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. His, I think they said about it like a quarter of the shots. Yeah, yeah, and that his body was sometimes real, but his his dome wasn't or vice versa. And R2-D2, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really fascinating. Yeah. And also 
also the care, you know, that that Millennium Falcon chase scene. They yeah, actually yeah. did some uh, helicopter shots uh, where they were, you know, photographing the desert, and then they used that as reference to make that scene look mm. that much more real. Mm-hmm. So that if, as watching it as a viewer, you're like, that feels familiar. That feels honest, right. you know, as opposed to with a lot of CGI, you're like, that's not real. That yeah. looks so fake. It looks yeah. like a picture. I think it was just again a reaction to the prequels and reaction to that none right. of the clone troopers were real and mm-hmm. that uh, I was going to say you know, that's that's for me. I think that's where they were really trying to separate themselves from the prequels and so i find it very interesting now they come out and say more than phantom menace because that's just the the gold standard of the prequel hates is let's go after phantom menace first and foremost (laughs) so i'm glad to see that you know they 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 had to do more and it's seamless Mm -hmm. yeah and again technology's better you look at the planet of the apes movies but also look at the the hobbits and peter jackson's come out to say yeah yeah <laughs> um, so fascinating with that. I know. Um, it can still be done very badly. Look, I don't think Snoke's the best, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. He, he, he and Maz do not look great in normal 3D. Yes. Not in IMAX true mm. 3D, but yeah. in regular 3D. I. That's the first way I saw it, the film mm, on Thursday at right. 7.30 was in, you know, just a fairly small theater at the Arclight Hollywood with 3D. And I was like, oh, man. The mm-hmm. fans are going to tear themselves apart because Maz and Snoke look really CGI-y. Yeah. And then wow. I saw it in 2D. It's like, oh, no, they don't. And then I yeah. saw it in real 3D. It's like, no, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but they look pretty yeah. bad in the normal low and 3D. Yeah. Um, another thing I think that's out there that kind of complements this article is that there were an amazing number of models used for Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And right? I think uh, kind of putting these together... In, in putting them out there to Star Wars fans and movie fans in general is sort, sort of like uh, we need to be careful when we talk about effects and not just make quick judgments because more special effects in Force Awakens, more models than you ever thought in The Phantom Menace and the prequels. Mm-hmm. So it is more about the, the way they're used it's almost than like, what they are. It's almost right. like we should be careful with really quick judgments in public <laughs> on social media. Like it's almost <laughs> like that never happens. <laughs> never, <laughs> never on the internet. <laughs> Judge for yourself and get to the bottom of stories. I'm sensing um, a theme to our episode. Even back in 99, still people like, no, they are the pod race is obviously mostly uh, CGI digital, but that like the, the the place that the, the the arena that they raced yeah. was actually a, a model that they actually shot mm-hmm. over and moved in, and they had little like Q-tip little heads. Q-tip heads, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Q-tip heads. And then, and then, uh, then the internet just told me, "No, you're stupid. Um, you're stupid for liking the prequels on any any level." You know? Yeah, that's just uh, yeah. I have reversed that opinion pretty yeah. pretty hard. Uh, pretty hard. So. And, oh, good. And, and there's it's so there's a there's backlash to the prequels, which was felt worldwide and deep forever in history. Then there's been a backlash of the backlash. Now there's a backlash of the backlash of the backlash. Yes. It's so interesting. <laughs> it's it's and uh, You know what? How about this? I'm just going to enjoy three less than good Star Wars movies that have good moments. How Thank about you. That? Yeah, how that's, about that? that's where I'm at. That's you just know? fine. If Jennifer can enjoy the Ewoks. Hey, I do. I, I like the have Ewoks. Have you played Battlefront at all yet? I have. So have you, you enjoy on Endor when Ewoks come out and throw rocks at you then, right? You know, I don't know if I've actually, I don't. I haven't seen that oh, yet. Oh, you have to no. do that. Yeah. Go, up, go up into the hills, up into the Ewok village, um, and they'll come run around. And if you're an Empire, if you're a Stormtrooper, they'll throw a rock at you and you get a trophy. What? Yeah. Can, can you shoot them? Is that You it? cannot, believe you me. Cannot. I, okay. tried, but, um, I, I tried to. Yeah. And I've only played the game for a total of 45 minutes. And so I did so shoot funny. an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've got to oh, go, go to Endor. Wait. Just go up and above. And if you if you 
Come around the corner fast. You'll see see them scurrying away. Oh my gosh! And I yell low gray every time, and he doesn't turn around. <laughs> <laughs> is it low gray? No, no, it's it's oh. it's, it's, it's not is even it? Poplu. Uh, <laughs> not Wicket either, huh? Mm. No. Just a generic Ewok, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but are they blinking? That's just the question, right? Well, they, I think they blink when I shoot at them or try to. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. They scurry away so fast. They should. Uh, I'm still playing the hell out of Battlefront. And I, I I love it, but it's a different show, different discussion. Yeah. So so. Uh, uh, yeah, but that was a fascinating article. If you haven't looked on it, it's on Slash Film, mm-hmm, right? Um, mm-hmm. Came out this week? This yeah, week. This week, or mm-hmm. at the time of this recording this week. Um, it is fascinating, and I love, I think, the the art of the Force Awakens book, if you haven't picked that oh, up. Oh, i got to get that. You need to do that. Have yeah. you read that, Joseph? Uh, is that the art of or the Visual Dictionary? The or? Visual Dictionary is great, too, because that's yeah. where you learn that Corsello is a, a character yeah. and all this kind of right. stuff. Uh, but the Force Awakens, the art of Force Awakens, cool. which was sold out on Amazon when I tried to buy it two weeks ago. Wow. I had to, really? Uh, our good friend Christian I received it as a gift, and I read. I almost stole his copy. So, oh yeah, <laughs> no. um, it's fascinating. I also think it answers the question about Snoke unofficially. Oh yeah, uh, really? They originally envisioned Snoke as a female. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Oh, so that made right there. You're shoot. like, no. Nope, then that's not who that's we not, want it to yeah, be. No. Right. It and, could okay. be. Do they? Do they but, use? They, he, uh, Palpatine says he in Sith, doesn't he? When yes. referring yes. to like, yeah. mm-hmm. I was trying to think of. Is, is there a way he? Could, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. So, but anyways, it's a fascinating book with some great art that gets me excited because what got us, what got you as a young kid excited about Star Wars? The action figures too, and yep. going out in the playground and playing, yeah. uh, playing Star Wars with your friends. But, but for me, it was learning. It was, that's how I got introduced into filmmaking as a kid, like that the the right. magazine of the behind the scenes stuff. And this has that same feel. Yeah, Ooh, it I takes you it. all the way through it. It's there's, great. There's some great images coming out too uh, with uh, concept art for Kylo Ren in particular um, yes. that. One of them just got released where it kind of looks like the aftermath of uh, his fight with Ray. Oh, cool. Where he has um, something like on his face uh, because of the cut from the lightsaber. Yeah. Like he's been kind of put back together. He had a, a metal hand and a different lightsaber. Mm. So it, for me, it's like it's it's just concept art. And maybe it was just in and I would God, I would love to be like a fly on the wall for that particular one. It's like, yeah, this is what he looks like after then so i looked at it as could this be a kind of glimpse at episode eight of what yeah. we, of kylo ren is going to look like because mm-hmm. he get you know he he got hurt <laughs> by ray <laughs> Real bad. so let's yeah. and he didn't get his hand cut off so i thought it was interesting that he had the metal hand mm-hmm. that maybe they toyed with that you know that yeah, yeah he's gonna mm-hmm. lose a hand so of course he's gonna have a metal hand yeah, yeah. i mean i think who knows? books like that are fascinating because they do give us all these little hints of like information that is totally canon and ooh, what 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 could have maybe been. is going but there's so much what could have been mm-hmm. that in a way i feel like books like this kind of shoot down almost all of our theories where we're like yeah. well we spotted this little thing in the corner like you know that little thing in the corner they had 18 pictures of and they're just like ah that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like that is a clue that that alien has a weird eyebrow and like no that's just and one again of the this is a much more controlled environment i think i said in one of my recent spotlight star wars episodes it's like back in the 80s man like prune face was prune face because yeah, was, we we name. made him that you know yeah. <laughs> there was a figure called prune face but we turned him into something as yeah. fans you know <laughs> it became uh became what we wanted uh, mm-hmm. but it was a wild west back there as as we start to close we uh uh gonna go look to uh, twitter here now awesome. um yes uh, so the hashtag force center you can follow us at force center pod as this network grows and grows and we have a lot of fun doing this you can talk directly to us um there is uh, the hashtag force center to do that and there's a lot of good questions that we're going to, Joseph and I are going to dive into on the next episode of Force Center. Absolutely. But with you guys here, 
here. Uh, I wanted to get into the conversation. Our good friend Cobster at Cobster15 says, at Force Center Pod, thoughts on the Star Wars Rebels new trailer, which is for the second half of season two. Mm. Uh, he says, uh, I thought it gave away a bit too much, but pretty cool. Hashtag Force Center. Cobster, of course, one of the good friends over at Schmoes and a uh, very, very passionate Star Wars fan. So um, I put it to you guys. Have you had a chance to see the trailer? Are you watching Rebels? What do you yeah. think of this trailer? What do you think of the show? What do you think about Puffer Pigs, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Puffer Pigs. Well, let's start with Puffer Pigs and my um, exhaustive research on. No, um, I, uh, you know, we can, can. I think we share our opinion with Rebels. Yeah. Am I enjoying it? Yes. Do I want more? Yes. It's mm-hmm. not really getting me. This trailer, however, <laughs> just just blew me away. Yeah. And I, I heard Filoni saying, uh, "Son, did he come out and say?" Hey, uh, yeah, it shows a little too much. I yeah, think he, he, was, had, he, he had a tweet right? mm-hmm. that was like, "It's if you if for the fans who want to watch it, great. If you don't want to, great." Yeah, but I feel like that that was awesome that Filoni offered it, and it was immediately taken away by the internet. Yes, because uh, like the the we're, we're just going to say spoilers on here, so if you don't want to know, yeah, tune out now. Right, uh, but it shows uh, Ezra with the Kylo Ren cross, the cross guard, yeah, type right. stored. Um, and yeah, and I had three fans like send it to me and said like those photos you can't ignore. So I mean, marketing wise, they should realize when they put that stuff out there, the, I, my choice is taken away. We yeah, we got uh, it's it's interesting you bring that up. We got attacked on Geek Nation by a fan that said we were clickbait, we were full of shit, we were you know how dare you ruin this? The it was interesting because we we just shared the article, we we covered it as as everybody does and put an image on Twitter that that was all over the place and I it really got to me because I was like oh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to yeah. like I was just like following the herd you know here it is <laughs> and um yeah and I, I thought about it EW is is really kind of like they did this with Force Awakens where like a week before the movie it was like here's everything about Snoke and you're like Stop it. Uh, right. So I guess it still could be said about Rebels that you want to be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's interesting. The, the only thing be. I'll say about this, I still know a lot of people not watching this. So right. I think that probably was uh, Disney or whoever put it out thought is let's get people into it. Yeah, if they but like Force Awakens, whereas, look at this. Yeah, but right. I also think, think times are changing and the word spoiler did not exist 15 years ago, 10 nope. years ago to me. That was just something like, like oh, don't tell me that, not hashtag no spoilers. Right. Um, it's a thing now. But uh, I think just with binge watching and how entertainment is changing, uh, these companies need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. We have to be aware of it on Screen Junkies. We have, we'll debate Creed. And people will tweet us, I live in Ireland, movie not out yet. Ah. Oh, wow. So yeah. we ha- there's certainly fine lines. There's certainly yeah. like enough's enough. We got to do what our business is about. But yeah, it's tough. It's a tough time. Yeah, the best so. you can do is just like, to me, I, I've been trying to think of some things are spoilers and some things are just TMI. Of just like, yeah. I don't want that info. And yeah. I, I just have to accept so I don't spend all of my time on Star Wars podcasts complaining about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to accept that. I, we're entering a point in our culture where I don't have that choice that I used to. Because I wasn't yeah. going to watch this. Even doing a Star Wars thing, like, I want to be yeah. surprised when Yoda shows up. Right. Um, and I can't be anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry to anybody who's listening who didn't listen to my spoiler warning. <laughs> and I just ruined the Yoda showing up, and I'm doing it too. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, Rebels, where are you at with it? 
Uh, that look on your face says it all? No, that says it all. You know, I watched a couple episodes uh, the first season. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I, I have such a limited amount of time that right. I sure. just couldn't. I'm watching Making a Murderer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, like I, I have a finite amount of time, but I, from the criticism that I've been hearing today on Twitter about, I'm, this is just a, somebody who knows nothing, mm. people are saying that they want more depth from Rebels. Yeah. Is that true? I don't know. I, I, I felt that. like it was kind think, of a kids show. Well, that's that's the yeah. thing. And I think it yeah. aired too uh, too heavily on being kid friendly and being a little Disneyfied when it started, and it turned some people off. Right? Yeah, mm. that's yeah. And I, I feel like that. it is slowly course correcting. Oh, good. And yeah. I feel okay. like this trailer is about like, hey, hardcore Star Wars fans, don't worry, we are course correcting like crazy. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I loved the Clone Wars, you know. So I, I, I did, and look, I love the Clone Wars too. And I, I tell people that, and some of them go, eh, but I go, yeah, there was a frog who was an Imperial officer, or whatever. Yeah. There was a shark villain. <laughs> right. So there, I have to even remind myself that yeah. in those moments. And I think, look, again, like I said before, I'm very happy. There's a program every week, uh, and it's doing good. And Kanan's one of my favorite characters. I like Sabine. I like Hera. I like mm-hmm. um, Zeb is a little. I just don't know why I have to have an alien with a Cockney accent. But, um, <laughs> and, Oi. And, yeah. Oh, man, Oi. I got to see that. I'm is, on board is with Is Sharp Chopper the fart butt around? Oi. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's that. So, but, but my problem, the, the trailer for going into season two was amazing. And yeah. dark and, and a little gritty and Vader and Ahsoka and all this stuff. Ah- oh, right, Ahsoka. And, yeah, Ahsoka. Yeah. And, and okay. then season two started and, and there's more puffer pigs and Joseph's favorite sandworm fishing scene. I do like the sandworm fishing scene. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a lot of uh, of zoinks and, and mm. stuff like that. I feel – and again, I, I I heard Filoni say, hey, don't worry. We're going to get there. Okay. So that's why uh, you know I'm not – no one has the right to do an I told you so to me later on because I'm there. I watch every week. Okay. Yeah. But I also have to remind myself, this is on Disney XD. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Clarissa Explains It All comes on before it or whatever. Uh, whatever this generation's version of that okay. show is. Clarissa Explains Why She's Still Doing This Show in case 38. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and man. then I just have to remind myself, hey, old dude, slow down. You're watching a cartoon. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. That is a cartoon designed for but- yeah, I think this is people's problem, and I'm, I don't mean to speak for everybody. This is my problem with the, the first half of season two. So the ads were basically like, are you hungry for meat? This is going to be steak. And then you yeah. watch an episode, and it'll be like, here's just a tiny bit of steak. Nope, here, the rest of the thing's yeah, salad. Yeah. Ha-ha! Yeah. So it's just, it, it feels, it's all good, but it feels a little teasy when you're like, I want to know really what's going on with Vader and the and other characters they've introduced, and you get just a little bit of it. Yeah, and it's mm. all good. Yeah, but it makes stuff that would be perfectly enjoyable feel lesser because you've been yeah. teased with what you truly, truly want. Mm-hmm. Uh, this trailer is revealing some stuff that it's going to be a lot about Ahsoka and Anakin. Yes, who is now Vader, and there's some stuff in there that I'm like, ooh, 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 it but I know I'm going to get three episodes on the value of teamwork. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. and that's where mm. I I fall well, down. I want to say bit. one one quick thing about this because yeah. I just saw it uh, the, this morning. Uh, our friend Chris Taylor, who wrote How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, had a he works for Mashable. That's his his day job. Yeah. Uh, he had an article about Rebels and some of the stuff that we're talking about, and I hadn't seen the ratings breakdown. Mm-hmm. So okay. uh, Disney closed down Clone Wars because it, it was never a huge moneymaker. It was right. doing fine. Right. Right. Uh, apparently, once Rebels settled into the first season, it was not doing e- even as good as Clone Wars was. Wow. Gotcha. Really? And they've had a, a boost for that second season. Right. And now they really, really want to get everybody hooked. Now that, as we were talking about at the beginning of the show, yeah. Full Circle, Star Wars fans are coming back in droves. Sure. People mm-hmm. who have never been Star Wars fans are coming in. And I think they see an opportunity 
And I think that's why this trailer was, what did you ever like about Star Wars? Was it Anakin? He's in there. Was it Vader? He's in there. Was it Yoda? He's in there. Oh, did you like that Force Awakens thing? Here's a Force Awakens thing. And they're just throwing everything. And I just feel like they actually do follow up with the content. Mm-hmm. And that the stuff that they promise is in there is in there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, and going yeah. off of the Force Awakens hype, I mean, it's so funny that it after that trailer ended, then more Snoke talk. Is the right. Snoke in there? That's Snoke in there. Or, or yeah. we're going to find out it's Plagueis. Yeah, he's in there. Can you tell? It's there. He's yeah. there. Is that? Oh, it's Darth Maul. Oh, it's Darth Maul. See, <laughs> he's in there. He's in. And my God, that's it's so fun to speculate now. Yeah. And yeah. even getting rebels to kind of clue people in yeah. i think you're absolutely right joseph i think people are coming around and they see that cross guard i said about that we shared that image that yeah. i think that was so planned to yeah. get people oh, to go. Yeah. and i had no idea that the rebels was uh, rebels was actually doing not doing that well yeah comparative yeah i was i read that this morning and i was really surprised okay There's well it's a... it's the star wars bubble yeah you're we're, right we're in it yeah you're right yeah we're very yeah. aware of rogue one i can tell you yeah, 80% of the audience is like, the what now? Mm-hmm. Who's Rogue One? This right. is a, yeah. after the Star War? This is a makeup thing? What? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What do you mean prequel? Yeah. 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 I, I heard people yeah. didn't like those. This, yeah. this one got the right. Skywalker kid in it? No, I ain't seen it then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to buy less Ray figures. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, we sometimes, again, wrap ourselves in the brain. And yeah. So, uh, shocking, but also not surprising that people are, you know, I look, I've read all the comics. I know Star Wars fans, some of you know, haven't had a chance to or the desire to dive into the Marvel comics and the weird cyborg storylines and Darth, Darth Vader's girlfriend. Oh, this um, you know, um, I'm intrigued. What? Yes, yes. I need to go get this. Darth now. roams the galaxy with a fangirl who's a fan of Vader, and it's it's. it's oh it's, no! It's really <laughs> sounds weird. I'm gonna go, babe. Can we go? It's a comic book store after. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some great stuff in it. In, in the Canon series, I can start. That's another show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, for me, again, the Rebels trailer, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was great. And if it pays off what it's there, we don't have teamwork lessons and puffer pigs. I'll allow Joseph to have one Fishing for a Sandworm episode a season. Thank you. Um, I, I, I'm okay with it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. And, and hopefully you, you'll get to, maybe your kid will learn to sleep a little bit or something. Oh, you can yeah. binge watch it, Jennifer. Yeah. Or we can binge watch it together. I would yeah, love to watch because so many people Live love viewing. this show. Yeah. You know? And I think it does I think it does work well for kids. I think Ezra, the main kid character, uh, uh, younger people can relate mm-hmm. to his story. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. If I was 13 and this, that would have, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just so old and bitter. Like, I've just been there, done that. That's, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And a kid is actually like, oh, he's like me. And oh, he lost his parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, kids like I love that his lightsaber shoots sh- lightsaber shoots little power pellets, and I'm yeah. like, no lightsaber shoots power pellets. That's Less ridiculous. It's against the Jedi code, kid. <laughs> so I'm the problem. Uh, but you know what is not the problem is my wonderful uh, compatriots and co-pilots of Adventure Today on Force Center. Uh, uh, we want to thank you uh, so much, Mark Riley, for taking the time out of your schedule uh, and coming you. Uh, to the Force Center podcast broadcast studios. That's a lot of words I just said there. <laughs> you said them perfectly, yeah. and I'm so glad to be here. Guys, I love listening to you guys. I'm actually a fan, so I'm honored to always be uh, asked to come here oh, and, thank you. and talk Star Wars. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, and uh, Far, Far Away, which can be found on GeekNation.com, correct? Yeah, yeah Far, Far Away on GeekNation.com. And you iTunes can see it all there. Well, right? iTunes, sure. But, you know, yeah, we, we actually have a really great platform for the podcast where you can actually play it um, and, and on the actual site. And oh, awesome. Great. So it's, it's really great. fun. So, yeah, every Monday now we're going to start starting a week from Monday. We'll see it there every Monday. So right. that, there was a great point during uh, the Force Awakens post-release uh, hype where um, 
uh, I think rated in like the 70s on the iTunes TV and film podcast rankings. It mm-hmm. was far, far away, Force Center and Jedi Alliance, all three in a row. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, I, I saw that. That. That, that was pretty cool. No, and I, I, I mentioned you guys quite a bit on, on right. Far, Far well, Away. Thank you. So, because, right. um, yeah, you said it at the top of the show, Ken. We, we're in a great sandbox and we can all play and, and talk yeah. and um, we're all lucky to have a, a microphone to to get out there and and I see I just went on Force Center yeah. a hashtag and I saw a lot of fans that were hitting me up on Far Far Away so that's awesome oh, yeah. that's great awesome that's great so uh, Mark again you can follow Mark himself at Riley Around on yeah. Twitter and talk to him uh, 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 about Star Wars uh, Jennifer as always uh, you are a part of this machine and you're a key part of what we're doing here but I know with that young Padawan it takes a lot of effort. <laughs> So I appreciate greatly that you're here uh, uh, talking with us, Star Wars. This was so much fun, you guys. I cannot tell you. I mean, I just, I live for this. And, you know, I haven't seen Rebels. That's the beauty about Mm -hmm. this time that we're in, you know, playing Battlefront, reading the comics, Force Awakens six times. Like, there's just so (laughs) much Star Wars. And it's it's awesome. It's not a bad thing. No. And we can call you up and just describe Rebels week to week. Do it. If you want. Yeah, give me Cliff Notes (laughs) versions. I'll take it. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, oh and then Lando comes back, and then Princess Leia comes back, and then Tarkin's back. Yeah. We'll do that. And of course, you can follow Jennifer at Jennifer Landa and uh, Jedi Beat on this network. Uh, any idea what the next ones are? A time frame I don't need from you, but uh, you're a busy mother. But um, what you looking at doing? I'm thinking about tackling the Star Wars ring theory. Oh, Ooh, yes. That's do. good. The poetry of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah so, especially with people bashing The Force Awakens, saying that it's a rehash and there's too oh, much yeah. of the old ones, oh, blah, God, blah, blah. No. So no. let's let's dive into that. that. That would be great. See, guys, this is what you have to listen to, why you have to listen to Jedi Beat. This the, There's a, a level of intelligence I can never achieve in my part of podcasting <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, that Jennifer brings. And you bring a journalistic approach, which um, you know, comes from the legacy of your father's work, too, I'm sure. I'm sure you got that in your blood, and that's why you're able to do this. And it's so good. I'm so proud to have uh, Jedi Beat with Jennifer Landa here on the Force Center podcast feed. So uh, look for that. And, of course, uh, follow her at Jennifer Landa. Mr. Joseph Scrimshaw, you're here, as I always, with I me always in, this, here. in this Millennium Falcon of podcasting. <laughs> That's right. I'm hey. Chewy. You're Ray. Yeah, and you can be Ray next time. Uh, I don't want a hog. Good, good. I don't want a hog. You know what? I, I Jokes aside... I I uh, seen Ray cosplayed so many times at Wizard World New Orleans. Like literally, I, there's 50 Rays walking around. It's amazing. I'm jealous of those little like glove half sleeves she's got. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty awesome. Like, yeah, my wife would knit me some of those. She she my wife loves to knit. How uh, much? How much? What's her rate? Yeah. Because <laughs> I I have skinny wrists, so I'd like to I'd like to you know cover we'll up a little bit. We'll talk. All right. Yeah. Hey, she can knit away while we watch Rebels and Clone Wars, and which she, we're doing right now. And she has the most comfortable boots in the universe. Like oh. yeah, they look sensible. Um, Principle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so cosplay is Ray, not only because she's awesome, but just for the comfort. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All that cloth moves well. Uh, if you still want to find me on the internet after I just said that, uh, you can find me on all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can also check out uh, my non-Star Wars podcast where I end up talking about Star Wars anyway. Uh, it is called Obsessed, and it is on the Feral Audio Network. Nice. It's good, and, and we're jumping ahead in time, but in March, you're going to be in Las Vegas for Wizard World, and you're going to do yep. another one of your Star Wars comedy uh, yeah, shows, Yeah, I think right? it, I, there'll be a lot of Star Wars. I think there's going to be, Great. I think it's going to almost be like a sort of choose-your-own-adventure of different geek stuff. There'll be some right. Doctor Who, there'll be some Batman, there'll be all sorts it's a different comedy. Okay, awesome. Great, great. As always, uh, follow Joseph at Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm at Ken Napsuck across the board. Uh, even on Peach. Don't add me on Peach. <gasps> I did heck? that. 
I got drunk. Here's my drunk stories in New Orleans. I go to New Orleans. I got drunk and go back to my hotel room and signed up for Peach. That's what I did. What is Peach? Yeah, what is it? It is a social media uh, site where you can get caked. What, is, what the heck is caked? Should we leave it a mystery? Do you really want more? I yeah, <laughs> yes. It's just Question a new. Mark? It's a new social media site that's just an app. Yeah. It's not okay. a site. You can't sign up it's, on it on your computer. It's just an app. Now. Okay. And so far, the only thing that is fresh about it is that you can do weird. You can verb people. So yeah. you like it's like Facebook's pokes. Yeah. But it's like you can wave at people, you can boop people. Oh, uh, Best is cake because I signed up for Peach too, yeah. uh, and then I got get caked three times in one night. <laughs> My God, yeah. I think it. I think I'm finally too old. <laughs> you might be. I, I've already put the app next to Vine on my phone and the uh, Junlin Waste app. <laughs> I was just going to say yeah. use Vine. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm aware of Vine and Snapchat, but I've yeah. missed it. Uh, yeah, mine's by those. the Kelvin Ridge sinking in the North Sand. <laughs> Uh, my phone's going to crash on the Gozian Badlands. Um, so that is that for Force Center for this week. Of course, follow us at Force Center Pod. A lot of great things coming. We hope for this feed in 2016. Things working. Uh, you can catch Spotlight Star Wars every week once I get back from uh, my uh, Christmas break. Uh, I'm still on Christmas break <laughs> in my bread, my head, and I'm going to record another episode. And, of course, uh, Force Center will come at you. We're going to try to do it more regularly in the new year. And uh, Jedi Beat and all those. And uh, Joseph Scrimshaw is uh, finally, uh, we're here. We're going to get your uh, new show going on. That's right. Um, and that's going to be fun. And we're going to have a lot more things coming for you here in the new year as we talk Star Wars. It is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. So until next time, for Joseph, Jennifer, and Mark Riley and BB-8, I'm Ken Napsack. We'll see you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.